podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Diggs. G-I-G-G-S. No. Rodri. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? It's opinion. I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again. Yes, guys, I'm Si. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. Welcome to Roger Giggs on Football. Roger Giggs is not here at the moment, but he should be any second now. So uh, we'll be he'll be with us in just a second. Um, so kind of a bit of a quick fire show because it's uh, the international break in it. So there's no um, no Premier League and Champions League and stuff to talk about. But there is some stories to address, as the title of the video may suggest. I have got some things to say. I'm kind of interested in what Rodders has got to say as well. Um, so just as we just wait for the, some latecomers to join us and stuff like that, including uh, Rodders, um, there's no Super 6 update, of course, because there's been a break with the international break, which we all love this international break. It's the very, you know, it's the favourite one, isn't it? Um, obviously, uh, for the, those of you based in Cardiff, Will is finishing off his money-raising exploits, raising money for the Peter Whittenham Foundation with a walk from Astrid Munnock to uh, Cardiff tomorrow, which is something ridiculous, like 38 kilometres or something, um, for the South Wales Derby. He's walking in from Astrid and um, will be presenting the auction winners with their their prizes and their tickets to the game in the hospitality. So well done to them. Um, you can still donate money via the Just Giving page for Will. Obviously, an amazing charity. He's doing amazing work. He's one of our own. So um, if you can and you'd like to support him, then please do. You'll find the Just Giving page on my Facebook page. So have a look on there. Get it. Get involved. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk all sorts of bits of football. I don't want to jump in straight away on the Maguire and Sancho stuff, obviously, because Rodgers is a United fan, so he'll have something to say about it as well. 
So I don't want to kind of say it, say my piece, talk about it. And then Rod has kind of then come in and we have to go over it all over again. So we'll talk about some um, some other stuff. Uh, Kyle Walker has uh, extended his contract with Manchester City. I thought that was quite interesting because he looked like he was buying bound, buying bound for a little while in the summer. But uh, Pep had him, had some, took him out for tea, talked to him. And I think um, ultimately it was a good, you know, a good, uh, a good decision for certainly for Manchester City. I think in amongst they got some great young defenders and young players. So the likes of, especially after you losing uh, Gudungan, <laughs> Kyle Walker, Rodri, these types of guys, they're really important to how Pep sets up his teams and that in amongst those kind of young players and that. Although, you know, let's be honest, these players have kind of won everything there is to win anyway. So whilst they're young, they may be still experienced. There's a few, quite a lot of Premier League games to talk about as well as we go over the the seed, the weekend coming up. And of course, we've got the South Wales derby. Uh, I just saw the Borough fans in the chat as well. Will Middlesbrough finally win a football match? That's the question that in everyone's lips is, uh, can they finally do it? Um, I do not know what's going on. And listen, hey, Borough fan, tell me what's going on. Because I'm a big, big fan of Michael Carrick as a manager and as a player. I thought he did such a good job last year. He came in and he looked like a man who knew exactly what he wanted to do exactly the, the the staff he wanted, the people he wanted, the players he wanted. And he came in and he just hit the ground running. He looked so organised, made clubs like Cardiff look disorganised and as if they just throw shit at the wall and see what kind of hits, you know? So I was, uh, I've been a bit surprised with how poorly Middlesbrough have started the season. I'd anticipate that they'll get it together and they'll do all right. But in this championship where, where anyone can beat anyone, you do get off to a, a slow start or a bad start, similar to what Swansea have done, you know, it it can sort of, you can fall behind quite quickly. But equally, as we were saying yesterday on the on the Cardiff show, a couple of wins and you're kind of flying up the table. And like I mentioned Swansea there, a win for Swansea tomorrow away at Cardiff is massive. You know, it's that can really set their season back on track. They've been dreadful this year like both on paper and on the football pitch. It's been really, really poor from them. But a win tomorrow, you know, these derbies, they're, they're, they're funny and form goes out the window as that, that cliche goes. Um, uh, I've seen a couple of comments about Maguire and Sancho. Um, I've got some stuff to say on it, on both sides, actually, but it's kind of separate. But also as a, as a pairing as well, it's like the modern football all over the all just typical of modern football. Um, Borough fan says 12 new players brought in, young as well, lost Premier League talent. It's not easy to acquire, uh, replace. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and especially like the championship is so different to other leagues that when you've got players who who work or are doing well in that in the league. When you do lose them to a to a Premier League club or a, a higher championship club or wherever, like they are hard to replace because there's certain players around who yeah, I would even put Mitrovic in this bracket up until probably last year. There's a lot of players around 
strikers particularly, who will be amazing in the championship. They will bang in the goals for fun. But then when they do go up to the Premier League, they don't hit the same numbers and they, they struggle struggle a bit. I think Pukki falls in that in that, uh, that category as well. I think Mitrovic actually probably was loads way, way better last year for Fulham. Um, probably, I don't know what his stats were like in terms of goals. Maybe he didn't score as many or he did, but, but I thought performance-wise, he looked like a Premier League footballer last year. And that's why he was linked with some big moves this summer. Um, which obviously didn't come off in the end. Um, so I agree with you. It's, it's difficult to replace those players. And then if you've got a couple of players in your squad who are you know too good for the championship, if you like, they again are even more difficult to to replace. Like if Cardiff City lost Aaron Ramsey now, like then getting someone in at the same level, they might try and get someone in the same position who's decent, but they just. They will not, um, they won't, you know, they wouldn't get someone at the same level. So it's, it's difficult. Um, so I heard a rumour, I'm just trying to find the story. But I heard something today on the radio that um, a guy has been banned for betting. Um, try and find it. And he basically... Um, I think he either had more or less offences than, uh, sorry, more or the same offences um, as Ivan Tony, but only got like a very minuscule. I got a suspended ban, I think it was, till like, but it doesn't take effect till twenty twenty five or something like that. And people were sort of getting their knickers in a twist, saying, "Oh, it's outrageous that Ivan Tony got this and this guy's got that." But I think the thing with Ivan Tony is twofold. One, he bet on his matches he was taking part in and then second of all he also denied it at first whereas this other guy uh admitted it straight away i'm just trying to find his name i can't remember his name and i it's, it's a bit easy it's, I'm, I'm being vague because i can't remember the story I know he got suspended, but so yeah, this guy got a ban. Um, all right, and uh, at Salford City winger, Mr. Rodri Giggs, a 25 date. Well, every fucking time, so everything's set up, everything's ready to go. My mouse stops working. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's infuriating, well, mate, isn't it? Like, because it always happens at like one minute two, doesn't it? Like, because yeah. I, I thought it was weird because I text you at like ten two, no, probably no. just gone, and you seem so like just you were upstairs. I thought, you know, I'll just go and get my phone. As I got my phone, I just rebooted and it started working. So yeah, sweet man. So um, I haven't really talked about anything, mate. Really, just talking very generally at the moment. Um, so I just before I go on to the main story, which I want to talk about this evening, um. So Harry, uh, I could have butchered this poor man's name. Uh, Harry Tofolo um, of Nottingham Forest has been banned um, for placing bets uh, on 375 occasions. He's had a five-month ban, but he's suspended. The ban is suspended until the 24-25 season. Um, and I saw a lot of people getting their kind of knickers in a twist about this, saying, you know, Ivan Tony got this big ban. And their numbers are quite similar in terms of how many bets they placed and stuff. So the main difference being 
um, Harry Tofolo, number one, he admitted it straight away when he was approached with the, you know, you've done this. And also, uh, he didn't bet on his own team or matches. So my understanding is, one, Ivan Tony denied it at first. And secondly, he did bet on games that his team and he was involved in. So there, I think there is a difference there slightly. However, that's a massive, it is a massive difference in bands, isn't it? Like Ivan Tony, what did he get? Six, seven it months? Is, but if you look at the, the, the justice system, you know, if people plead guilty, they, they get a lesser sentence. You know, so they don't have to go for the courts and the court being to see them lenient on them because they've been honest and they come out and they pled guilty. Uh, and that seems to be the case here. So, and he's not bet on his own team, which is very important in this this argument. He's, he's got an insight what's happening as a team. So, yeah, that's that. No, that's that's bad in itself. But even though it's three hundred and sixty, it's a lot. But you know, if you if you, if you come up honest and you've obviously got an issue, if you're doing that, well, three hundred sixty-five. How many is that a year? In a year, um, it just says three hundred and seventy-five occasions. Um, oh, no. see across a th- across a three-year period whilst he was contracted oh, to Norwich. So it's so, 100, 100 times a year, which is it's no. not that like. No, it's really, no. is it? Um, but it's it's kind of interesting because you know he's twenty eight, and if he had had a a band similar to Ivan Tony, that's going to have a big effect effect on his career at the age he was he's at and stuff like that. Obviously, from what I gather, if he has no further offences, he won't even get this ban in twenty four, twenty five. So he's obviously got away quite nicely, really. Um, however, oh no. On the subject of gambling, I just saw a really interesting comment from Reese in the comments. He says, did you read uh, today, apparently the FAW are gambling really big on Wales qualifying for the Euros. They've spent too much money. Um, and he said, asked the question, where has that gone? Because it certainly hasn't gone on the Welsh leagues, which are absolutely dire. Um, is that a worrying kind of sounding thing to you? Um, if the Welsh FA is gambling on kind of like financially gambling that the Wales team are going to qualify and if it could cause problems down the road financially because I've got to say Robert Page is already under a bit of pressure to, and to think that there's like a, something going on behind the scenes whereby there's like a financial side of it where if they don't qualify they could be in big trouble is quite a worrying well they might they might have, they might have done a, a you know a plan where they plan to qualify for these tournaments, and and obviously, if it doesn't work out that way, then then someone's going to lose out. And it obviously, be the the Welsh league, which isn't well funded as it is. No, it does not so, get a lot, does it? No. Um, so, yeah. What's the standard um, like, mate? You played Welsh league, haven't you? Because you played obviously played Aberystwyth and Bangor and these teams. Yeah. Like, what is yeah, the standard yeah, like? Yeah, it's good. It's probably. It's probably it's definitely non-league football. Is it probably, equivalent as non-league? Do you think? Yeah, yeah, the national league, probably national league or just below. Yeah. Do you think teams miss out a bit by not, like especially like League One, League Two teams, they miss out a bit by not delving into those like the Welsh league and then and I know the national league probably gets it a bit more, but do you think like particularly Cardiff and Swansea maybe miss a trick by having a look in the Welsh league for some? Sort of young players. 
Yeah, possibly. I'm sure they do. Oh, come on. There's players who fall through the cracks all the time, isn't there? Like young yeah. men who've missed there trials. And... Very, very rarely now because there's scouts everywhere. You know, yeah, that's true. John, John Donner, older scout, he's, you know, he's, he's, what's his qualification? He's just, you know, supported him for a bit and, you know, he, he knows a player. That's, yeah, that's... And, and you get, what you get quite a lot as well is like if um, a parent or a manager, particularly if they coach teams at grassroots level, is if they get like an interaction with a coach quite early on and they when they're young, if they see a player who's pretty good later down the road, they'll give them a bit of a nod. Don't get me wrong, there are people out there that, that, that are very good at it who do that. You've been doing it for years, but um, yeah, I'm sure there is some, but you know, it's very difficult to, to find them. Yeah, 100%, mate. Um, just very quickly on the, did you watch the Wales game the other day versus Latvia? Bits, bits. I watched most of the second half, yeah. Um, what do you make of the, the the kind of the performance, the selection, just the overall thing? Uh, it, was a, it, was, it was a good win. Any any chance you get, any time you get a, a, a win away from home, in these top tournaments, it's, you know, it's classed as a, a very good result, even though it is Latvia and the, the bottom of the league and, and you shouldn't win, and that comes added pressure. And so, end of the day, clean sheet, you got two good goals. So, yeah, it was a good result, and they needed it because if they didn't get a result there, then you'd definitely under, under pressure, wouldn't they? Yeah, it's the one of them, innit? Like, they should be winning that game. Like absolutely should be winning that game, and if he if they if, if they had lost that game or even a draw, I think Robert Page was probably under a tremendous amount of pressure to keep his job after that. Um, but like you say, away from to play, well, that's the other that's the other side of these things, isn't it? Sometimes, how many times do you think clubs don't sack a manager because they can't afford to pay him off? I'm sure it happens more than people think. Um, so. Kind of moving on, not quite away from international football just yet. Gareth Southgate came out and made a very impassioned defence of Harry Maguire. And I've got to say, what I thought what he said was the biggest load of horseshit I've ever heard in my life. And I'll tell you why. Number one, he called out or he implied or said outright that it's the pundits who have been targeting Harry Maguire. That's wrong because people like Gary Neville, um, real Ferdinand to a lesser extent, but certainly, you know, people like Carragher, this, like they have all pretty much refused to criticize Harry Maguire at certain points when he's been absolutely appalling. Um, number two, I think Gareth Southgate, who played alongside Philip Neville and David Beckham saying that the abuse that, Harry Maguire takes is the worst he's ever seen a footballer take is embarrassing because David Beckham literally had effigies of him hung and set on fire. But what Harry Maguire, and let's be honest, the majority of people with a platform or on radio or TV was or whatever, kind of stuff get around when that was when that was happening. Not yeah, he would have been in that side. Yeah, he was about 98, I think he was in there. It would have been, it would have been, it would have been, it would have been the squad, I suppose. But he was certainly within football. 
So yeah. what I mean is like, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're still him, yeah. him yeah. saying that it's the worst he's witnessed is embarrassing oh, yeah, to yeah. me. Yeah, it's a silly comment. He's obviously forgotten it. So it's a silly and, comment. And like, my problem is right is the 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 pundits and these people, people with platforms and stuff like this, right? They're not criticizing Harry Maguire as a person. They are criticizing his performances. And rightly so, his performance. Who's criticising him? Oh, well, who, who people criticise him? Sorry. Well, let's be honest. It's probably mostly fans, talk sport, and people. You know, the, the fan channels and things like this, and and podcasts and whatever. Like, I I I believe that Sky Sports and BT are quite reluctant to criticise the Eng- England players. And certainly, I think Harry Maguire's had a bit of. Well, talk sport, you know, it's clickbait, isn't it? Yeah, they just say it. And, and even though they've got Muppets on there, they've got very good people on there as well. So, um, yeah, um, it's just... The only thing I, I disagree with is I find it's difficult because even though I have slaughtered him in the past, um, you know, he's still a, a professional footballer, still a very good one, got to the World, got to the European Cup final, uh, World Cup semi-final, Man, be Manchester United captain, so of course, yeah. I, you know, what, I think the thing, the, the thing is, it's just novices. Manager coming out, mother coming out, just yes. just fueling it more and more. Just shut up and keep your mouth shut. That's what I'd say if I was on my Maguire. Gareth, please, I'm a big boy. Shut up, mum. Yeah. Keep your mouth shut, please. Like I don't need this shit. I can deal with it. I'm it. I've been quite critical of the way. It feels embarrassed like this. He's just having a bad time. He's not a yeah. he's not a bad centre half. He's just not an elite one. Yes, exactly that, mate. He's a good centre half. He's just not a world class centre half. That's okay. But I think I've been critical the stick of him. Um, stick he's getting. I think he's just like passed over. Like Phil Jones is retired now. Gone. Yes, yeah. So he's just a new meme. Like, for some reason, it's but, just ridiculous. It's this scapegoat mentality we have. On social yeah, media, you got to blame uh, someone. Media feed it, papers feed it, and people getting broiled into it. It's just nonsense. But it really is my opinion is right. You should be able to cri- like we're all we like we do a show where we talk about football. So if but what we criticizing for, it's no, called no goal. Who cares? Yeah, no, what exactly. But, but what I mean is, like, if he plays, so if anyone plays in this Brighton United game on Saturday, right, and they have a stinker. Next Thursday, me and you will talk about the game and we'll say so and so had a stinker. Oh, he's, you know, he's done this, he's done that. It's not personal. Maybe because it, it, every fucking uh, fan's on his back and his confidence on the arse is so the yeah. behind him. And being well, you had pre season, didn't you, booing it, like his own fans booing it's him, and that's not going to help either. It would never happen 25 years ago, but we've got these clowns coming into Old Trafford now. I mean, people, social media, the clickbait, or this crap, just. Slaughtering him when these people can't even play football. I'm reluctant to really slaughter him because I've never been played professional footballer. He's been captain of Manchester United, so how can I say he's a very he's he's put he's not bad player. He's just not an elite one. Yeah, I agree, and I think um, my problem is I want these players right to do their talking on the football pitch, and. Like one of my things with Harry Maguire has been he's been a bit tone deaf sometimes with his statements and his interviews, like saying I got nothing to prove and stuff like that. Is you're just inviting criticism and, and stuff. Keep his mouth shut. He's not really addressed it. Uh, uh, what's the right word? Uh, 
I've been a Manchester United player. You don't stay stuff like that. No, you always you're you out. You always got something to prove. You always try to get better. It's just something things you, you just shouldn't say because it's just you, you're open to to shots then. Like he like him putting his passing stats when they fucking drew against Sheffield United. I got beat. <laughs> I remember it was last year. I was like, what the fuck. And it's those little things like when he scored for England in a friendly and he's given it all away. He's had like or Maldova or Andorra or something like that. Something like that. Come on, mate. Work at the supermarket tomorrow. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, and it was on the back of, you know, like really bad performances for United and stuff. So this kind of takes me on, like I said just now, I want these players to do their talking on the football pitch, not on social media, not in interviews. Etc. Etc. So Maguire, I thought he's he very actually... good. He come, mate. The first two years he was very good, and then after that grease debacle, he just went downhill. Yeah, he's gone uh, and, and people exploited him when he was. It was, and you know, when he come back, and it, it was the manager who put him in, into that situation. It was playing Leicester away, and they brought him on, and I, and Jamie Vardy running fucking ragged. Yeah, yeah. But another one who I think. Bitten his as like completely bitten his nose off to spite his face is Jaden Sancho. If Jaden Sancho had kept his mouth shut for 24 hours, he'd be starting against Brighton on Saturday because mm. United have got no right wingers. But he threw he his might have he's trained well, mate, and that's why he's put that statement on. Yeah, there. But, I don't know why, why he took it down. But you never take it down, you won't just leave it up there. But you're never going to win a public spat with the manager and the football club. No, like it doesn't. That, it's never going to benefit you. That's true. But you know, people are more worried what people think. So I'll put that out there so I don't look like a fucking idiot, mate. It's a clown. It's a clown. It's a clown. It's embarrassing, mate. And he's now he's a clown with no balls because he's got pace, he's got trickery, but he's got no balls. He doesn't take risks. He's not a Manchester United player. If he took risks, it may get somewhere. Antony will take risks. He won't. He'd rather pass backwards or sideways instead of going, commit, 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 take. Come on, go forward, forward, take, commit your, your defender in front of you. you yeah, know? and he... Um, yeah, it's like, so it's like, he gets there and he just puts the brakes on him. Just, you, you've seen it a little bit, but not enough. It doesn't work. Not, doesn't work hard enough. Come to these clubs... You know, it's either sink or swim, and it just doesn't hasn't fit so far. I don't think it will now. No, for everything, I was reading an article in the Athletic today about his time at uh, Dortmund, whereby he was always late. So then, the one of the players took over as like a uh, like a caretaker manager or whatever. And the first thing he did when he took over as the caretaker manager was assign one of the other players to pick him up from his hotel room on the way to meetings and training to make sure he got there on time and obviously his performances on the pitch then um they allowed for that sort of you know people making that additional effort but it's like jesus christ you're playing for one of the biggest clubs in manchester uh, in the world and you can't get to a meeting on time or you can't turn up for training and have the right attitude like he's getting paid nearly 400 grand a week mate i'll go to his house if he wants to pay me a grand a grand a week i'll go to his house and i'll cook him food and I'll wake him up on time, make drive him to his meetings and stuff. It's fucking ridiculous. Man. I've seen a, a lot of Manchester United players down down the years. He is not one. Interesting, because I think he's got the ability. He's got to be brave on the ball. And in the last third, commit more than he does. And he just doesn't. 
there's, there's a mental block there. I don't know what it is. You know, he's scared of the crowd booing him if he gets tackled. So what? Get up and do it again. Be brave. Yeah. Have the balls. It doesn't. You never really see him commit and go forward. You know, it's just yeah, it's frustrating because he has got the tools to do that. Yeah, but hasn't got the mentality I've seen over the, over the years. No, no. It's interesting. Take nanny over him was, every day. Nanny's quality. Made nanny is proper underrated by people. Um, and Jacob Chelsea, Lee Sharp, uh, Kid, uh, Marcus Rashford. Who else has there been down down the years? Incredible. Jasper Von Blonquist makes had a couple Jasper of good Blom seasons. Blonquist, Jordi Cruyff. But you yeah. know, you reminded me of something. Um, one of the things which I always remember about Ronaldo when he used to when he come on at like 17, 18 at United, spotty kids, when he and he come on like when he the first couple of games, he came on, he's doing all these tricks. First game of the season against Bolton, and he come and he on and he's like but he got the shit kicked out of him in every game he played for the first few weeks. And every time he would just get up, won the ball again, do it again, get fouled, get up. And he, that was something which always sticks with me. That's been brave. That's, you know, that's... It's mentality, that's, mate, isn't it? It's the mentality. Anthony's got that as well. You know, he's got his issues now that, that probably Sancho would have been playing. So now probably we'll see more Palestra. So, but, you know, with, with the centre-forward coming in and Amrabat, It'll be, it'll be a lot be a lot different, the team. Well, be a lot stronger. The thing which is absurd to me is if he'd kept his gob shut, one, he probably would have been starting this weekend. And two, I actually think that Jaden Sancho will benefit from having a proper centre-forward there. Like, his best period in his whole career was when he was playing with Haaland up front with him, when he's had an out-and-out -out striker in front of him. That's when Jaden mm -hmm. Sancho has excelled. Mm -hmm. And now... He has like two of his biggest uh, competition for a starting place are out of the side for different reasons, and he just couldn't. He had to say his piece, and he had to say, "Oh no, I did train well. I did train well. I did train well." Come on, mate. Fuck you know. Um. Interestingly, I think uh, depending on fitness and stuff, I think Mason Mount will probably play on the right for United for the time being. Um, I know the fans want Palestri, but I think it'll be Bruno or it'll be Mant, particularly against Brighton. But um, I don't know what you think. Like, would you like to just see like an out and out winger there, or would you set up to be a bit more solid against Brighton? I like to see Palestri. I like. I like. Good, didn't he? Or, you, or you can put Ganacho there as well. Yeah, I thought. Um, when did Ganacho played on the right for about ten minutes in one of the games this year, and he, I thought he looked really, really dangerous. Because you're so used to him kind of going on the outside and then cutting in. Whereas on the right, he was able to just go and go past the man and get the cross in. Um, it's an interesting one. I just want to have a look at some of these comments because um, there's some, some interesting ones going back. Um, Reese says about the betting stuff. He says, uh, forget the bans. Betting companies are all over football. It's everywhere. And then they're surprised that footballers gamble. I think that's a pretty relevant fair point. Um Will says, uh, sure, Ivan Tony only bet on positive results for his own team, so no possible match fixing, um, as you can never guarantee a goal or a win. I think that's also a fair point. If you're betting on yourself, like if I was a boxer, I'd always bet on myself to win. So, like, you're not going to, like, you can't affect the result in a match fixing sort of way. 
in that aspect. So that's never kind of made sense to me. But um, Reese says, Welsh, the Welsh League's football standard is awful. Only TNS are professional. Most teams are advertising for players year in, year out. Year out. Um, the teams get dumped out of Europe by non-league Macedonian and Icelandic teams. You can't even buy a one. Harsh. And he said the biggest issue is uh, Cardiff, Swansea, Newport, etc. will take all the best young talent in Wales. And then whatever's left is ends up in the Welsh League. Maybe they should be forced to pay a sum every year to subsidise the league. The problem is they can't get Newport, Swansea, Cardiff to subsidise the Welsh League in any way because they all play in the English Pyramid. So they're like separated from it. So it's kind of one of them. Um, there was something. Uh, yeah, Reese says Maguire um, thought his, uh, his statement regarding the abuse from a Scotland fan was good. He said that it was just banter and there was no malice in it. And I think, yeah, that's, that's more, that's like, you know, that's a fair statement from Maguire. That's not trying to get sympathy. If I was Maguire and my mum's coming out and have Southgate coming out like he's my dad, I'd be embarrassed, I've got to be honest. I'd be like, just shut the fuck up and just let me play football. But I think it doesn't help that he could have gone to West Ham in the summer and didn't, and people think he stayed for the money, knowing he's probably not going to play that much. Do you agree with that? That that's probably made it a bit worse. Um... Possibly. United would have signed a centre back, and I think people kind of put two and two together. But also, Harry Maguire, like Gareth, yeah, well, that's it, mate. Gareth Southgate, mate, has got to stop picking. He's got to stop putting Maguire in over Dunk and Levi Corwell. If Levi Corwell and Dunk are playing week in, week out for Brighton and Chelsea, and they're doing all right, and Maguire's getting five, I, I think you'll you'll find that. To the latter stages, I don't think you'd see Maguire in the side. Depends, doesn't it? If, if, if Varane's out for a long period, will he then play for United? I don't think Probably so. Probably for England. This for England yeah. yeah. Well, I think if I think it's clear Southgate likes him. So if he plays for United, he'll pick him, won't he? But, but ultimately, I think Ten Hag has made it quite clear that he sees Luke Shaw, Lindelof, Varane, Martinez all ahead of him. And I think he's probably hoping that Johnny Evans is ahead of him as well, although I don't think that's the case. Um, Reese says, did you see about Everton? Um, potential sale to 777, a company which is under investigation for money laundering, corruption, and a whole string of illegal financial activities. All the teams they own are relegated. Wow. Surely, yeah. Surely, surely the fit and proper thing, uh, what's it called? Fit and proper testing owners of football clubs in the in the Premier League and in the UK or in England, surely they wouldn't allow a company like that to buy Everton if they're under investigation for all those things. Surely that's the whole point of the test, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. To stop to stop a corrupt owner. I, that's mad to me. That I don't know. That's uh, very strange to me. Uh, Will says most of these Premier League players are just mollycoddled, and unfortunately, I think. Um, like the ones who come through the Premier League academies, mate. We had this discussion previously, I think. Like, from a very young age, they kind of run around by people and, like, they never have to do anything for themselves. They don't have to pay any bills. They, you know, they've got someone to do it for them. And it kind of, I think it's making them as 
the years go by, I think the Premier League players are getting softer and more entitled and more just like I don't know what it was. Isn't that society? Hundred percent. But I think if you're getting paid like two, three hundred grand a week as well, and you've never had to do anything for yourself, it just makes it even worse, doesn't it? It's, it's crazy, mate. The most important thing we can take... Um, oh, hang on, I'll do these first. Uh, Borough fan says, young players nowadays can't take criticism, whether it's positive or negative. They just have to have... They need to have that nerve removed. Yeah, I remember, like, when I was a teenager or even, like, a kid, like, you, it, it was okay to be criticised. Like, it was constructive criticism to, so you could get better. You can't improve at something. It's particularly sport. You can't improve at it if you don't get constructive criticism and feedback surely yeah yeah it's, it's mental to me mate um right the most important uh, game of the season happens tomorrow uh the south wales derby cardiff versus swansea at cardiff swansea are in horrific form which means obviously cardiff are going to lose because on paper it all points to cardiff when was last time cardiff won that won that game um well, if they was to lose this, they've lost five on the bounce. So they've lost the last four. It's brutal, mate. Um, I think if you remember, was it last year? It might even be the year before where I had a, a proper rant about it because the players just yeah. don't seem to care. Don't They don't understand the fixture. Oh, and they don't turn up. But what I will say is Cardiff's league position doesn't necessarily tell the story of their season this year. They've got four points. They could have a lot more with a bit of luck. Mm. They've been unfortunate. They've played Leeds, Leicester and these teams and lost the late goals. They've played some good stuff. The manager looks like he's starting to get them playing. Aaron Ramsey's in good form. Um, they've brought in this... Are you going to be in a relegation fight this year? Or are you going to get... No, no, I think... I, I, it's not, I mean, You know me, mate. I'm not very optimistic, generally speaking. But I, I think Cardiff will definitely... Will you finish above Swansea? Oh, yeah, mate. Swansea, oh. they, they look dreadful, mate, this year. Yeah, I won't say that, because it comes to my... What time is it? Um, 8 o'clock? Oh, yeah. Quarter, quarter to 8 on a Saturday. Cardiff Ooh, versus Swansea. Quarter to 8 on a Saturday? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, not Friday? No, no. Uh, it's on Saturday. Did I say tomorrow? Sorry, mate. Um, no, it's Saturday. Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Quarter to 8? It's insanity, mate. That is, isn't it? Absolutely ludicrous. Oh my god! Look, where's it? And where's it in Cardiff, Swansea? Cardiff. Oh my god! And there's um, stay away from Cardiff City Centre after ten o'clock. Stay away from Cardiff City Centre from about three o'clock in the afternoon, mate. Because yeah, there's a there's a Rugby World Cup. Wales playing the Rugby World Cup at about I think it's about five o'clock. It's going to be mental, oh, mate. Oh my god! But the way I understand, cool. right? They've they've gone from having this game as like a eleven o'clock kickoff. Then they got it moved it to like twelve thirty, and it's a, bubble, it's, it's a bubble game, and the fans have got to go on set buses and all this, and, and then they've kind of slowly opened it up, and then they've suddenly gone from lunchtime kickoffs to yeah, let's just put it on quarter to eight on a Saturday, that'll be fine. It's like Jesus Christ, and then they'll when it all kicks off and there's like pandemonium around Cardiff City Centre, fighting and piss people and all the rest of it. Like and they'll go oh, Why did look, we have to do an investigation into why this happened? Well, I could tell you why it happened. You decided to put the game on, which has got pretty much a, it's about as bitter and as hated as you can get in modern day football. You put it on at quarter to eight on a Saturday. 
when everyone's been in work all week and they now want to go on the beers and it's just going to be I mean, it's going to be brutal um if my boy was still working in town i'd be picking him up i think and telling him to get his ass out of town as quick as possible because yeah not not good at all mate but um i'm quietly optimistic about cardiff's chances for a change i gotta say but you know what it's like mate four means nothing in these games does it so like even yeah. though i on paper cardiff should probably win i think the managers made some good signings we're in good form swansea are in terrible form and but it can all get turned on its head very quickly in these types of games why do you think that is mate why do you think a one particular game just just goes? the passion in it just that the crowd the passion the, the bragging rights everything that goes into it you know it's not just the game it's the build-up before it just emotion uh, a bit like yeah so you know bragging rights like i say can it, is it going to go to five can they stop the rot no if they do cardiff if you know if cardiff win then be a good night cardiff if they don't look out it's in that time <laughs> yeah yeah but i i gotta say it could kick start for both teams i said at the start of the show like if swansea win this could kick start their season and really get them going if they lose it could send them further into a spiral and say it's similar with Cardiff. Cardiff have been a bit unlucky with, you know, late goals and missing out on wins and draws, probably which they deserved. If they can get a good result in in a fixture which they haven't had very good recent form, that lifts you going out out with the international break, a big win against Swansea, like that could really get the season going. And um, you know, last time Aaron Ramsey played in a South Wales derby, he set up Bellamy's uh, screamer. To win the game, so you, you know. To wait and see you. Yeah, uh, Ramsey's been very good for United, mate. Very, uh, very good for Cardiff. Oh, Joey Laidlaw's in the chat. So, uh, Joe Laidlaw is one of the boys who plays for uh, the LPW. Uh, obviously, Rise of the Rise of the Panthers series first episode out tomorrow, filming the boys' first game and uh, whatnot. So that was it. It's a really I've had a lot of fun editing it. It had everything, fights, goals, bit of everything, a lot of action, some great stuff. Um, so that's out tomorrow. Straight after this, though, at quarter past nine, straight after Rodri Giggs at football tonight, uh, I got a sit-down interview with the manager of the team. And um, he I, he came and joined me at Eat Slip Media. And we talked about the team and told the kind of story of, of how it all went. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. But make sure you check that out, quarter past nine tonight. Um, right now, mate, to finish us off, it's been a short one for you, mate, because you were so late, like 40 minutes in, you came, didn't you? Um, oh, just before I say to you about, um, we look at the fixtures for the weekend, Jaden Sancho is now training separately from first team um, as they resolve his disciplinary issues. Do you think there's any way back for him? Apart, Take out the fact that you don't think he's a United player. Do you think there's any way back for him? To play, yes. United. yeah, yeah. Do you think you know, it's, not, it's not a massive? No, it's not. Depends what the manager feel, feels. If he had, uh, if he had apologized, mate, and taken it down straight away, I think he would have been done and dusted. If he had just gone, look, I shouldn't have said it in public. I want to work hard. I want to play. Let's just leave it at that and let's go. And he apologized. I think Ten Hag would have probably given him gone right show me yeah yeah it's, it's no it's, it's, it's no it's words in it we need actions yeah. so 
but you need them words to move on with the action. So yeah, it's you know, something needs to be said that we move on quickly because these things can drag out. United seem to have had one distraction of after another since yeah, since Ten Hag come in, really, isn't it? Like Ronaldo and shambles of a club at the minute. Absolute shambles. That's what happens when you have clowns at the top. Yeah, hundred percent. But I've got to be fair to Ten Hag, right? I think it doesn't matter who it's been, whether it's been Ronaldo, Rashford, um, Ganacho, and there was someone else as well. But like some of the biggest names in the squads, Sancho. Now it doesn't matter who you are if you don't stick to the rules and you're not dedicated to the team then tara and i think united have needed that type of manager since fergie left oh yeah i agree yeah um so what i want to do mate now just to finish off last sort of five minutes or so we're going to go through the um the premier league games for the weekend and i just want you to sort of give your prediction but you want me to go for the fourth win in the row Fourth week in a row. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not even talking about the Super Six. I'm just talking about the Premier League generally. I, I okay, don't, know, don't know what you're on about. Um, so, I just want you to give me like a score prediction and like a quick couple of lines about why you think that. Um, so, the first game we got is Wolves versus Liverpool. It's at Wolves. Liverpool have been a bit up and down, but pretty good this year. Wolves v Liverpool. 2 0 Liverpool. Um, 2-1 Who do you think the main man is for Liverpool for them to be successful? Mo Salah Mo Salah Always Still, Mo Salah, still there, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Aston Villa at home to Crystal Palace mm. That's a difficult one, actually mm. I'll go home win 2-1 No, 1-0 Interesting Um what do you think like settles that one? Like, where do you think it's settled? Villa have got a good all-round team, haven't they? They just yeah, they're both both very organised. Both of them, they've got good managers, so they're very organised. So I just think you know, whoever scores first wins in that one. Mm. Um, Fulham at home to Luton Town. Luton home obviously, again. Home yeah. win again. Fulham been good, haven't they, this year? Well, they were good yeah. last year, but they've they've Three started now. the season. Luton Town whipping boys. I'll say it again. Whipping boys. If they got any points yet, will it win? Nope. No. Them and no. Burnley got nothing. Um, then you got United versus Brighton at United. Very tough game. This is. I'm gonna go three two United. And that's yeah, with, and that's with me head. That's with my heart. Sorry, not my head. So, I think. Look, if, if you would, if me or you predicted Brighton to win, I don't think that's like. Oh my God! Shock. Brighton have been excellent this year. There's a reason why they're, you know, up there. You they think were... at Old Trafford, Amrabat's probably going to play. Uh, Ras Hamlin's going to play. So I think that that'll, you know, the crowd will be up for it. And yeah, I think uh, United can away with a, with a good, really, really, really good game, but and a, a lot of goals. But United will come away with it. Yeah, I think a lot of it will depend on who United have got back like because you've got Mant, you've got Amrabat both carrying injuries if both of them are back I think United Martinez yeah Martinez Varane there's a few of them all carrying injuries if they can get the most of them back I think a big part of it will be if they can play Amrabat and Casemiro as a two if they're able to do that I fancy United I've got to say Tottenham Sheffield United 3-0 
Shout out Spurs. Yeah. Yeah, I think Spurs have been pretty good so far. They'll fade, you know, they'll fade away at some point, but yeah. not yet. West Ham, Manchester City. 3 0 West Ham. 1 3. To West Ham. No. 1 Come to on. West Ham, 3 to City. Um, I think that's going to be a draw, mate. I do. What? 2 all. Um, Newcastle versus Brentford. That one's going to be 2 all. Interesting. I think Newcastle will win that 1 0. Um, then we've got Bournemouth, Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea, 2-0. Really? You sure? Yeah. Because Chelsea have been... Chelsea, 2-0. Here's one for you. Go on. Everton, 2-1. Oh, mate. If it was... Arsenal, Arsenal are Everton's... Everton are Arsenal's bogey side. I'm going to go Everton on win. Mate, if it was anyone but Everton, Everton or Luton, anyone else, I'd be with you. Um, I was not impressed with Arsenal against United at all. Um, but Everton are piss poor. Um, Forest right. versus Burnley. Last one. Forest, 3 0. Forest versus Burnley. Uh... Forest, mate, 3 0. 4 2, Forest. So, yeah, Forest done well. Burnley haven't got a point yet. Um, so, yeah, that's the kind of Premier League roundup. What do you think the South Wales derby will be like on Saturday, Gareth? Sorry, my mate just texted me and said uh, that it's, I keep saying for, uh, it's, uh, it's tomorrow. It's not tomorrow. It's Saturday. I'm excited. What do you think it's going to be, Rods? 2-0. 2-0. Go on, boys. Excellent. Um, right then, mate. Um, score, score first half and then they'll score late on to, to finish it out 2 0. Yeah, I like oh. it. Come on, Aaron Ramsey will get one. Um, been in blinding form recently, uh, mate. As always, appreciate you uh joining me. Um, we had a slightly shorter show this week because just because it's international break and there's less to talk about, but um, I appreciate Rodders joining me for 10 minutes at the end there, and uh, we'll be back. Hey, mate. UFC again this week. It's going to be good. Good weekend of sport. Yes. It's going to be yeah. a good weekend, mate. Good weekend yeah, of sport. We'll have a look. We'll have a look at that tonight. It's good. Saturday, it's going to be uh, golf, football, uh, football, 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 golf, yeah. football. Um, guys, make sure you check out Rise of the Panthers tomorrow. Make sure you check out the introductory episode uh, with the manager, which is on in about 15 minutes. Make sure you check it out. Tells the story of the team, all that good stuff. Until we meet again, take care. God bless. Laters. Sports Social Podcast Network.